0: Nuclear launch detected.
1: At The end of World War II, an elite US commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. Rift release of an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful humorous commentary. In the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the age of Conan Magnet. Magnet. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. What's the downloading episode 117 of Channel Massive.
2: You sons of bitches. <laughs> you idiots, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> this is Jason. And I am Mark. And we are... Wait, I am Mark. And we are the M-Team for this evening. Yes. Noah is, um, I don't know what he's doing. He's is in is Noah his doing? Fortress
2: of Solitude, ah. which is located somewhere in Antarctica <laughs> to mask his Kryptonian <laughs> technology. Right, right.
1: Anyway, Noah's Noah's away this evening. He will be missed. Uh, it's really him. just it's nothing major. I think he's just out for the holidays. He's
2: Yeah, once in a while he with, he decides to leave Denver and go on a yeah. epic voyage all the way down to Colorado Springs, <laughs> so which is like a He's in Colorado Springs not now, even an hour away. Enjoying the the hot nightlife. Uh, he likes to lots, of, lots of disco he likes dancing and drinking of Mai Tais. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll have him back next week. No doubt, no
1: doubt. Uh, this episode of Channel Massive is being sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want, and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. So head on over to ugt-servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. And with that, um, I say we get on with the show. We're going to talk about what we've been playing and how good Santa was to us this year. Uh, We're going to get into a little bit of the email and tweets, and then we're going to begin our first part into a multi-part show, it'll be... We'll probably string this out over multiple episodes on... of
2: have no choice unless we're up for four hours. Yeah, this recording. is true.
1: So I think what we'll do is we're going to start out with a, a decade in review of uh, multiplayer games, like massively multiplayer role-playing games, and uh, where where we've been, uh, where, where they were, what happened during the decade, and, and where we'd like to see uh these games go into the next decade.
2: And some we would like to see go away.
1: <laughs> and some we'd like to just see go away altogether. Yes. If we've
2: somehow missed a triple A title, please let us know. But
1: I know we've got a pretty comprehensive we, list in front we of keep us. Keep going so.
2: over it and finding <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dark Age it, of Camelot. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we forgot that Worlds of Warcraft. World of War I've never heard oh of that. Oh my god, what is that game? <laughs> that sounds
1: kinda strange. <laughs> So, yep. Anyway, thank you again for joining us, and let's get on to it.
2: So, Jason? Yes? What have you been playing, and what did Santa bring you? Oh, my gosh. Okay,
1: let's... I guess let's let's start with what I've been playing. It's been a while, I guess, since we've talked about this, hasn't it? Yeah, when we last, when we last spoke, Ooh, you were, were playing in mud. And <laughs> yeah, Magic it was the Gathering. that long
2: ago, it seemed like. You were playing Magic the Gathering in a mud, I think. <laughs> Not the yeah. video version, but the card yeah, it's game. Yeah, just the card game. And some checkers. <laughs> so bring us up to speed. Yes.
1: Um, so let's see. I, I guess let's start with the most recent Conquest, I guess you can call it. Um, I played through... And finished Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, uh, finished a full campaign through it, and also played some multiplayer on Xbox Live. Um, If you've listened to my review of the game, you'll know that I was highly disappointed, which is a major drag because, um, as Mark, you will definitely attest to, we loved the hell out of the first game.
2: Yeah. Yeah
1: played the hell out of it multiple times Land whenever he's dedicated yeah whenever to it. we would have a party you know over a you know over our houses or whatever we'd all get together and that would be like one of our go-to titles to to kind of just play through and have a really good time with and and I just found that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 was a little lacking but I'll leave that I'll leave you guys to listen to the review to understand why I feel that way um, but it just does not hold up to the first game at all.
0: In
2: yeah,
1: it's so disappointing. Just a drag. Um, let's see. What else have I done? I played Borderlands. Borderlands. I I think it's a fantastic game.
2: And you re-gifted it. I, to I, me. I
1: gifted it to you, Mark. Yes, I did. And it's all downloaded via now.
2: Steam. Steam is so fucking cool. Steam is evil. I love it. It's evil. Like these sales they're having right now. Oh, like, I know it's insane, isn't it? I have fallen for. Three of them in the last exactly. three weeks, and I haven't played any of the. Well, no, I I have a story, but
1: well, and and listener turned turned uh, guest host turned uh, guest blogger on our website. Uh, Blameful gecko, super cool guy. Yes, he he gifted us Indigo Prophecy.
2: Yeah, and I the whole crew. Too.
1: So we're now we're gonna have to have like a, some kind
2: of. Gaming book club. Yeah, thanks for that retro blast from the past, there, yes, buddy. So I'm going to be sending you <laughs> Chessmaster 3000. Maybe no, Sims. I don't know. We've already we've already reciprocated. Zork? Zork is not off the table. We've already reciprocated. Yeah, Zork. I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> Good old games, gog. dot com. Right, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna
1: hook him up with something. We've already reciprocated, but we do appreciate. Uh, no, it
2: was a retaliation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a retaliation. <laughs> could have been. Um, but yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah, it's just Valve. God, Steam is incredibly great, but incredibly evil at the same time because you could just get yourself in a lot of trouble.
2: Well, and then when people start chatting with you when you're on a Steam game, uh-huh, and you're like, uh-huh. they're like, I'm playing this, and you're like, man, that's only. It's only, it's only five dollars <laughs> Yeah, or only
1: 13 bucks or whatever, yeah. So you get it, you know, and
2: you're like, God damn it. They I'll never finish it, this, just...
1: but dang it, it was such a good deal. I know, I totally see where you're coming from there, yeah. man.
2: Curse you, Valve.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. So I got Borderlands, I gifted it I gifted it to Mark, because Mark is a big fan of Diablo II, Titan Quest, uh, Torchlight, those kind of games. yeah. If you're a fan of any of those games and you can hold your own in an FPS environment, this game is right up your alley. No doubt about it. Um, Another game that I played through and finished, let's see, uh, Dragon Age Origins, you knew about that. What else did I play? I played, oh, Assassin's Creed 2. Played through and finished, and I'll have to say, I I have to say that that's probably one of my favorite games of the year, hands down. They did. So many things right with that game. They they took the formula from the original game and they just didn't ruin it. They ran they ran with it and they made it so incredibly awesome. It's probably one of my favorite games that I've played this year so far.
2: Oh, that's great. And it's nice when they don't follow up with a failure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah. Um as far as what Santa got me, Santa brought me so many damn games this year. I don't even know where to start. But I'm I'm planning on starting with something that I never thought I'd start with, which is going to be Modern Warfare Two. Woo-hoo. I have never played a Call of Duty game. Oh. Ever. You're in for a treat. Ever. So I'm gonna. I'm 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 currently I'm I'm just starting the single player campaign right now, and then I'm going to get into the multiplayer aspect of it, and probably get my ass handed to me multiple times over, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm (laughs) okay, okay, and that's okay. But um, so far so good. I'm liking what I see so far. It's just I've got so many games right now, and with the holidays just ending, I haven't really had a chance to get into get back into gaming much sure uh, what else did I get I got uh, left 4 dead 2 uh, which is another game that you know I'm sure I'm gonna lose myself in <laughs> yeah uh, for a while uh, and what else I got Batman Arkham Asylum um, I also I also got a pre-order for Bioshock 2
2: did you get Batman for the PC or the
1: 360? No, for the three, 360. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of games. I, like I said, I don't know exactly where to start, but I'm. I think I'm going to start with Modern Warfare 2. I'm also, if you've been following me on Twitter, I'm trying to do the speed run through, for uh, of Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Yeah. Just so I can enjoy the benefits of the save game. Uh, elements when Mass Effect Two comes out uh, I kind of hate doing it, but I almost feel compelled that I have to do it, which is kind of a drag, but you know my xbox three sixty was stolen back in April, and it had all my files on there and
2: it was midgets with clown suits. <laughs> yes, yes, damn you really midgets. Yeah. he had no way of knowing what they were up to.
1: Yeah, it was it was a shame, but distracted um, you with the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm trying to I'm just I'm, I'm trying to split my gaming time in between that and and another game right now, so I can. I, I just I want to I, I really do I want to experience like what what that what the new game has to offer as far as yeah. the choices that you made in the first game. So you're trying
2: to line it up with where
1: you finished? Yeah, I'm kind of trying to. The problem that I'm having right now with it is that I'm trying to line it up almost exactly like I played it the first time. I I don't want to change up too much because I was I I played the the renegade, you know, bad motherfucker, you know, wouldn't take shit from nobody. And I'm trying to stick to that. I'm sure I would find it more interesting if I went the opposite direction, but. I, did, I don't want that I want to I wanna maintain what I did before so I, that's why I'm trying to just do a speed run I'm going to cool. try to avoid doing all a lot of the side missions and another miscellaneous bullshit that that game has in it just to get through the game And so it's probably not going to be that enjoyable of an experience for me which kind of sucks but yeah, well. we'll see how that goes I might end up just giving up on it entirely but we'll see We'll see. Cool. How about you, Mark? What's uh what's been on your gaming slate lately?
2: Well we'll start out with the uh the whole Santa thing. So about <laughs> five thirty AM I heard ah, humbug. I heard the crunching of snow in the front of my house on the street. We had a white Christmas here in Colorado. Yes we did. And uh, a very white one. And uh it was a giant truck full of coal <laughs> and uh and rocks and sticks. It backed up into my driveway very carefully deposited three or four tons worth of coal and uh, and after that I've been uh, been kind of you know using it in the furnace (laughs) been handy thank you Santa oh Um, bastard I guess you know you know I I I, I guess there's just a few things I may have done that pissed him off (laughs) uh just Just to spite him, though, I have been playing some games. Ah. So, the first thing I did was the fucking Steam got me, and I got the entire THQ collection sale at $69. It's like...
1: How many games are included in that? It's
2: some like 12 or 13. It's like everything Relic ever did... Got like all of the Call of Duty stuff, or not Call of Duty? I'm sorry, all of the uh, like Company the War- of Heroes,
1: the, the Warhammer stuff, all too? of the
2: Warhammer 40k stuff. Right. I I have already I already. What's funny is I was like I already owned Company of Heroes in the expansion. What am I doing? But <laughs> but and I and then I realized I already owned Titan Quest. It was just I think it was too many Jack and Cokes, and then I like was <laughs> like I just wanted the collection, you know? So. So, but I didn't have any of the Warhammer 40k stuff, which is also by Relic, who does the um, Company of Heroes. So, right, so I'm not an expert those? Company of Heroes player, but I do know all the rules. Right, like I know how cover works and everything. Mm-hmm. And the beauty is, it's pretty much the same across the but between the Warhammer 40k and that. So, I've been playing Warhammer 40k 2, mm-hmm. and it is. Fucking great! You know, as a as an old school, um, you know, RTS guy. I, I mean, I go back to Dune too, right? So yeah, right, right. Like the beginning, as far as I know, and uh, you know, a lot of StarCraft, a lot of war, all the WarCrafts, mm-hmm. you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So the way that the way that it plays is really smooth, and and the the scenarios are engaging. The overall plot, like the way you're trying to conquer this planet, is great um the the heroes the way they did the heroes is way better than Warcraft 3's heroes really i think it's it it makes a lot more sense and the way you um the way they grow is is way more it it just feels better mm. you know and the and the way you you can slot weapons and armor and stuff like that is cool it's not too much micromanagement but just enough to satisfy you Right. Um so I have been playing through the early scenarios on that and enjoying it quite a bit. And the graphics are great. You know, it looks yeah. it still looks it still holds up. So that that's good. Um I've also been playing League of Legends. I was just telling Jason earlier that that what what's <laughs> there's a social aspect to League of Legends that, mm-hmm. you know, utterly missing from um the the old, you know, the the uh what is a dio Defense of the Ancients. Defense of the Ancients. Yeah, (laughs) let me take another (laughs) drink. (laughs) I am smart. Yes. Utterly missing from that, you know. Um, So, like after after a major battle, everybody kind of your friends and your enemies are all in the same chat session, and you have these plus signs next to their names, and you can add them to your friends list. Well, I found that. Typically, the people that I want to add to my friends list were the worst adversaries I had, and in you know, as in most challenging, the most challenging. And so now it's cool because these guys are like, Hey, let's go, let's go, you know, take some people on. We'll form, we'll pre form a team now, Mm -hmm. and we'll go, and we will just, we're laying the hammer down. And I've also found that the more wins you have, the better your queuing is. So now instead of waiting four or five minutes, it's like literally like 30 seconds, and I'm in a game. Right. Which is going to take about forty-five minutes to play, but uh, but I've been so I've been playing that usually about like a game a night, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, Star Trek Online, the beta of which I ah. cannot speak much of. Other, I, I will just say that once I got my ship and my team assembled, it became really fun. So I'm really digging on that, like the
1: very beginning missions. So don't, so don't turn your, so don't turn your review in after
2: you've just played the tutorial. God, no. Yeah, get past the tutorial and start to really get into the game. For me, what it's doing is reminding me a lot of um, the old Commodore 64 game. or It's an old school game called Elite, which is like a space exploration game, Uh uh which everybody that does EVE Online says is pretty much the inspiration for EVE Online. Hmm. It reminds me a lot of that and it does have me asking the question hmm, maybe I would like EVE Online. (laughs) And then I'm like, I just don't have the time for that. Don't do it, don't do it. So I think what maybe the deal is is that Star Trek is, Star Trek Online could, and and I'm not spoiling anything, I could just say I think maybe what it might do is definitely be awesome for Star Trek, uh, you know, Trekkers, Trekkies, whatever, Mm -hmm. aficionados. but it's also good for the casual... Sci-fi gamer that's into big space combat, right? Is the the space combat's good. Hmm. Um, and there's a few things I'd like changed. Like I'd like for the ship to feel more massive and more cumbersome. I'd like for the effects of inertia to be more, you know, readily apparent. It feels it feels a little bit more like they've just like kind of, you know, tweaked the the engine to take a flying superhero and make him into a starship. At this point, but there's a lot of other aspects that are really good. Huh. So, So, um, yeah, that, that pretty much sums up my last two or three weeks of gameplay experience. Awesome. And the lump of coal. <laughs> or truck of Aww. coal. Curse that I did get Santa. some socks and a flannel t-shirt. I mean, a flannel <laughs> shirt. Oh. And a t-shirt. And an Avs shirt. <laughs> A lot of clothes. Other than that, Santa <laughs> was like gaming. Thank you, Blameful Gecko. I will find something from the year 1994 to return to you. <laughs> Appreciate that a lot. Awesome.
1: All right, let's get into uh, one of our emails this week. One, two, you
0: know what to do. All right.
1: Email and tweets. Tweet. tweet. Uh, Allison wrote us. Allison in chains. Hey, Allison, hey, Allison? chains wrote us like weeks ago, and this is like the first time we've had a chance to get back to this. We so ap- we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're we going, apologize, we're, Allison. We're going to talk about this. So uh, Allison writes in and says, "So yeah, Eve Online recently had an expansion. It was pretty lackluster. That is all."
2: <laughs> and Allison, for for those of you who don't know. Pretty die
1: hard. Pretty big Eve fan. Pretty die hard Eve fan. Uh, the email continues anyway. The bit of news about Stargate Worlds is surprising, but it makes sense. Even with angel investors, it's not enough to save an MMO in development from death. Interestingly enough, there was already an FPS version of Stargate in the works called Stargate SG 1 The Alliance back the in Alliance. 2006. Nobody knows how much of it was completed, but legal troubles, the developers were forced to cancel the project. If I had to guess, I'd say Cheyenne Mountain used the Angel investment money to buy the leftover SGA code to make an FPS. The assumed success of the game will help draw in assets, attention, and potential investors for the Stargate MMO. Which is kind of what we were thinking, you know, back when... You know that whole thing was announced, but confirmed, confirmed oh, this is just personal speculation confirmed uh, the bloggos area <laughs> thing was pretty funny, though, especially the naysayers about the cross server looking for group tool. they claim the fabric the fabric of social interaction in World of Warcraft will further be weakened by this, but I disagree. the reason why world of warcraft's social interaction is so weak isn 't because of its lack of grouping it's because ninety nine percent of their player base are obnoxious retards.
2: Ooh. Man, that's harsh. Seriously, uh, on my
1: 14-day World of Warcraft trial, I had to go on a blocking spree. Since the ignore list has a limit, I could only put the most obnoxious players in it, but it wasn't enough. I can see why most players in World of Warcraft would prefer to stay solo instead of grouping up. They can't stand to be around each other. They have no recourse to deal with their morons except to put on ignore... At least in EVE Online, we have to we can deal with our agnostic morons by shooting them. You can't do that in World of Warcraft.
2: Well. Wow.
1: Well, you can now, like, you can now, like, kick them, though, from your pickup group, if you so
2: choose to, can't you? I think so, and I don't know, like, 14-day trial. Yeah, that's not nearly enough time. That would probably though. get you right into, uh, what, what's that wonderful place where...
1: What, the, like, the Wailing Caverns, maybe, in the
2: oh i was I was thinking more of the the Something crossroads like area,
1: yeah, that's what I'm talking about, like that whole zone there, and that that's of course where the worst the bump, height the, the height, of, yes, WoW the height of WoW intellect resides in the in definitely in the crossroads the no barons doubt. the barons yes, barons chat for the win,
2: yeah I don't know i I've met some pretty pretty cool people playing wow.
1: I have, too. Of course, I've also met my share of ass clowns as well.
2: The best are the the drunken raiders. Like, (laughs) it's a phenomenon I don't fully understand. I think, I guess they want to just blow off steam, like, Mm -hmm. after work, and they start to pound... And play. Yeah, they start to slam those because, jack and coats hooks
1: yeah. and they're just like, Let's read
2: Because they get progressively worse, dumber, and less communicative as the the raid continues, which would indicate pull, that and there's then they end
1: up pulling like a
2: Yeah. Like a Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, oh, you know? <laughs> pull what would be would be really cool would be like if you could if you could choose your, your raiders like you know, problem I would like to play with a bunch of like coke addicts because I bet they would kick fucking ass for several hours <laughs> before they finally before they like crashed. imploded. You know, like they're like, and then I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take on this next one, and then uh, <laughs> before and they like, like, deced, like collapse at the keyboard, what happened? You know, that'd be that be pretty cool. But thank thanks for your Eve observations. Yeah. It's it's a bummer to hear that the the uh, last expansion was lackluster. The stuff on Stargate Worlds is kind of disheartening, but not unexpected. No,
1: it's not. It's not, and we'll, and we'll talk about some disheartening and lackluster. lackluster events in the MMO space in our next segment. Um, so this next segment will be dedicated to MMOs, kind of what this podcast was
2: born off of yeah. years ago. Back, uh, back in... 1987 when we started the <laughs> podcast
1: <laughs> Well not Not quite that long ago But we'll talk about the decade In MMOs And, and where, where we've been And where we hope That it's going to go
2: Come back. Prepare. Well, prepare yourself. Dig in. Yes. If you're not in a bath with scented bubbles, with a soft candlelight, you may want to do so. Or if you're like me, what what I
1: decided to do was I just I decided it was time to break open another bottle of beer.
2: And I'm drinking pure unleaded <laughs> Coca-Cola. Mark
1: Mark decided he had to sober up for this. Yeah, I determined that I had to become more drunk. I think I think it's a happy medium. I think so. We're about to attempt a decade in review of MMOs, where where we've been, where they've been at, and where we think that they should be when when this is all said and done with.
2: We're beginning this at eleven to one p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's true. It's very late.
1: We're kind of punch drunk as it is
2: already. Yeah.
1: So bear with us. And join us on this journey through history—a retrospective, if you will. So let's go back to the year 2000.
2: In the year
0: 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000.
1: Oddly enough, in the year 2000, not a whole lot happened. Um, 2000 started off with kind of a whimper as far as MMOs go. There was a there was an expansion pack released for. Um, EverQuest. But for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to talk about like new releases, yeah. AAA
2: title, AAA releases. title, new
1: releases. We're not going to go into expansions. So I don't want to hear any of you nerds emailing there. us back and going, you, "You forgot about the Burning Crusade." You did not
2: mention perhaps the most powerful expansion ever from EverQuest. The Right. Life of the Undertaker's dirge of death, <laughs> destruction upon us.
1: No, we don't we don't want to hear about that. We're just we're we're strictly talking about new fairly new MMO releases. Nonetheless. Not, not expansions. We will miss mention- but you know, and and this will come with the disclaimer, if we do miss a major MMO release to us, throughout the decade, well, well, let us know. call us out on it, let us know and say, Hey, how come you didn't talk about this game? And we'll we'll either tell you to just go Take a hike or or we'll go, Oh man, how could we possibly miss that? Spoiler, we will
2: be including Asheron's
1: Call too. (laughs) Yes. So let's start out with you know, things like I said, in two thousand things were kind of slow. Oh yeah, there's a lot there going on. Two thousand one, things start to ramp up a bit with Dark Age (gasps) of Camelot, which was one of my
2: favorite MMOs of all time. And Jason and I played the shit out of it. Loved it. Loved he it. He actually crafted in it. Yes. He's very proud of his ring mail, as I recall, for his troll.
1: It was. It was. I, I played Midgard.
2: We, uh I was part
1: of the Midgard faction.
2: We experienced trains like you've never seen before. Yep. Mob trains from hell and in that game. I
1: had a blast throughout the whole thing. I just, I I love that game. Um, you know. Yep. Nate. Hey, it's just such such fond memories.
2: I actually began my my cheating hobby with that one. <laughs> there was a there was some kind of weird weird software program you could download that would let you uh, put your characters on autopilot, kind of like Wild Glider is today. Oh my god! Really? I didn't yeah.
1: even know this. Yeah,
2: and so I made a I made a hunter character. Well, this was way after like you had quit. Really. Not way after, but after you'd quit. So you, you'd probably moved on to... You're probably <laughs> moving on else. to Astron's Call 2. And I found <laughs> this trainer program. And it was really pretty cool. It only worked for certain classes. But mm-hmm. for the hunter, it was pretty awesome. And you just let it go. and Auto-level you. Not that there weren't plenty of other ways to cheat in, in Dark Age of Camelot. Like, there, there are... Legendary tales of of like guilds that'll go in and camp somebody under a stairwell mm-hmm. while they just continue to grind mobs that respawn and you know power <laughs> level the crap out of them and stuff. And also, there were what four quests in the game? <laughs> I there kid. Really weren't a ton. There of weren't quests. a lot of quests. Yeah, there really weren't. The, the a content lot. was like the
1: content was just you know purely based on realm versus realm type yeah. combat, which was great. And that, that was one of the innovative features of, yeah. of dark age, of RV, RVR. RV, RVR, you know, yeah. where you, you were able to go up again, you know, and there were always points in time where, you know, people from the, the hibbies, the hippies yeah. and the, and the, the little lame Albion, you know, guys would group up against the mid Midgar- forces of Midgard and, and there were, you know, just depending on what server you were on, there would be like, you know, always those kind of little faction wars going on, and it was always really great, yeah, always entertaining, and 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 that's what I enjoyed about the game. It was there was a lot of uh, faction pride, yeah, um, in that game. Fair.
2: And plus, they were so different. Like the factions were so yeah, they were so totally different from. There each was other.
1: a you know the the Albion was all. Human. They were all. It was like the King Arthur and,
2: based thing, yeah, right? and That was
1: it. You know, no crazy other races were
2: involved with them. Mid- Midgard was Midgard your Midgard was your kind of more kind bizarre of ones. Where Irish, you had the, uh, Celtic, kind of right. Trolls, um, humans. Trolls, the, yeah. One you know, like the Celtics. the, the Nordic stuff.
1: Thanes. The, you had the little. Yeah, you, you, and then you had, the, and then the high. Hibernia, which was the like the class, the classic
2: and... like the EverQuest races, yeah, exactly,
1: and and it all worked perfectly. I mean, yeah. it was just this perfect balance of it was cool because you had classes no... and and races and and it worked great.
2: You didn't really know what the if if you were unless you were like crazy detailed and tried it all. You really didn't understand what the other factions had. You know, you didn't. If you were like like us, the Midgard guys, we're like, what are these Elf things fucking doing to us? And then then there's these knights in armor guys that you know <laughs> what what are they all about? You know, you know, like and, I understand know, was, my troll, and, but
1: and it was just it was great. You could always tell who you know if yeah, there was it was very clear, iconic, you know. You know, if, if you were facing off between one or the other, you always knew that it was oh, oh, I hate those goddamn Albions, damn you! Yeah, and you'd always want to crush them if you were uh, on the Midgard side, and it, you know, it was it was great. It, I, you know, you never, they, you know, you, you know, I hate jumping forward, but they they weren't even able to come close to recapturing that feeling in Warhammer Online. No, it was promised. But I digress. <laughs> so let's continue. you know, as far as and even as far as two thousand one goes, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. As far
2: as AAA, yeah, AAA we Are talking titles, about like a world full of Ultima Online, EverQuest, and Asheron's Call. Yeah, and, and, then, and, this and this Everquest had already been out. Yeah. Ultima Online had been out.
1: Um even the first Asheron's Call was, had been out yeah. well before that. Uh if we jump to if we jump to two thousand and two, uh Final Fantasy was actually Final Fantasy eleven or Final Fantasy Online as some people might call it. Was released in Japan.
2: Did uh, you play that at all? No,
1: it's it's not one of those games that ever really caught
2: on with me. I have it. I played it for maybe a month. Not not a lot of hours I'm into probably it. Probably
1: more it was probably more popular in Japan than it ever was in the States. Yeah.
2: I, I never I never could really get into it. I didn't like I wasn't a big Final Fantasy guy. Well if, see n- neither was I. I could never relate to Like yeah, like there's like two going on divergent there. paths of like of like RPG classics quote unquote. I mean, I think there's some people who, who came up from the Nintendo side and think that Final Fantasy right. is Nathan, one yeah. classic series. Right. And then there's those of us who are like the gold box types
0: mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are like,
2: yeah, fuck that shit. That That's for kids, you know. That That's not really an RPG classic. And so, when I tried to play this game, and I believe me, I really wanted to get into it because I liked where it was headed, at least... You know what I'd read about it, and what they were saying, with the classes and the expansions that were planned, and and the graphics were good. They were they were way better than Dark Age of Camelot, but the the interface was just horrible. Right. It was horrific. I could not get past it. I tried. I t- also just getting signed up with like a Square Enix account was hell. <laughs> <It> was fucking <laughs> horrific because it was trying it was to nightmare. be like this crazy almost like a pre-social networking thing. I don't remember it all, but canceling it was like a two-month ordeal just to get the thing canceled. And I had almost debated canceling my credit card as being an easier solution to, you know, getting it legitimately canceled through their their website portal or customer support. Right. Uh so that's that's my very negative take on it. If you if if you if you listeners you know if somebody's going oh fuck it that was the best thing about two thousand and two I'll just remind you of the sixteen hour boss uh grind right encounter that that comes as like a final reward to players before that was ultimately patched recently. Well, but two thousand and two also offered. <laughs> no, don't say it.
1: Asheron's Call two. Oh. Close to my heart, Call, the original game, was a game that I played to death. Yeah, in fact, Jason was my liege. In fact, I I would have, in fact, I played that game so much that I would actually dream, I would have dreams about it. The Dire Lands and stuff, I would have dreams about running through the Dire Lands. I had the landscape
2: basically etched into my mind. Jason had two powerful lieutenants.
0: Or yes. Barons.
2: One was me, and one was our friend Donovan. Our friend Donovan, yes. And, we, and
0: I
1: played the hell out of that game. So when Asheron's Call 2 came out, of course, I was totally we on board. We were in board. the beta together. Totally on board. Thought, you know, you know, there, there's no other game I could possibly play than Asheron's Call 2.
2: Graphically, it was pretty good.
1: Graphically, at the time, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um... Unfortunately, they were we only suffered through. There are only three,
2: <laughs> three sets of armor for yeah, humans. There were, yeah, <laughs> <it was. laughs> I mean, I mean, appearance-wise, I mean, they're there statistically way more. And of as it.
1: far as the dungeons went,
2: pretty bad, very sparse. Ice fire. <laughs> Remember that one?
1: <laughs> yes. How many times did we run that dungeon?
2: I've I've got to have hit the hundred mark. <laughs> I, I achieved a max level character in Asheron's Call 2. <laughs> Looking back on it, it's, like, amazing I stuck with MMOs at all.
1: They had... They start, you know, they had the whole skill tree thing. It was, like, probably one of the first... It was a MMO, crazy
2: skill tree. MMO
1: RPGs that had, like, if, crazy skill so, trees so, like that. So, three
2: three races. Yes, three races. You... Uh human. Um, fuck. Considering I yeah, human I'm a max... had the uh, Turian.
1: Yep, and
2: the other one. the well, that, that I... was the insect-like one, right? The Tumorox. The Tumorox, which were the big boys, right. which in Astron's Call, uh, the original, they were all bad. But the the Tumorox mm, were of course they eventually they, they, added they were, they were couple like couple troll-like, and, later, and they threw but... giant boulders at you mm-hmm, from a mm-hmm. huge distance, which caused our friend Lugin Andrew Green to like... never play an MMO again. But uh,
1: yeah, you could play, I play like the tank raider guy, or you could play like the tactician, which was
2: oh yeah, that was their um, that that was the that was a class I haven't seen realized in an MMO sense. No, because of all the crate, you could build like shields and turrets, turrets and, and well, I guess in Champions Online you can kind of do it, but. And Nothing the, the quite the shaman, so comprehensive the shaman in in World of Warcraft or kind of yeah you know, with
1: the totems,
2: but not quite like to similar, that level. Not, like the
1: diversity right, and t- not quite to that.
2: It was pretty. It was pretty badass, especially the way some of the things worked out, where you could set up camp in a very hostile area, right, and right. shit would just come at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other thing was with the skill tree; it was the only one where you could like start out as like like I did. I started out as a mage, then I became an enchanter. And by then, I was like into my 40s or 50s, or no, I think 40s. I was doing like Ice Fire. And then I was like, you know what? My friend Donovan the Defender just seems to be unkillable and it's pissing me off. I want to be a Defender. And I could untrain everything. And as long as you had a good supporting group, you could untrain yourself back to zero Mm -hmm. by using experience and then go back up. And I became a Defender. And that's how my character ended up. Like, yeah it was totally crazy that was as a human, but it was it was a really weird some really weird systems they were experimenting with biggest problem, not enough content I mean no. the content was just hopelessly content was lacking um
1: you know really they it was really just a epic failure. It was like one yeah. of the first epic failures of an m m o that I could remember,
2: and what's crazy right off the bat? When I, and you know, I know there's that memory thing, that perception thing, where when you think back, you tend to equate like modern graphics to it, but graphically it was not bad at all. I wouldn't say that Lotro is that much farther beyond that, that engine or DDO. Oh, we didn't put in DDO.
0: Yeah, we did.
2: Uh, um, It's there. Oh, there it is. We're getting Um, to it. Trust me. I wouldn't say that those guys are way beyond the, the engine from that. Right. But yeah, content, lack of content killed that game. I think lack of, lack of support by the developer is in my opinion, what was the death knell for that game? I think if they'd have given it their all, if they'd have continued to, you know, have more than three sets of armor for humans. Yeah. It was Doom really Rock just and,
1: lacking. And, and, the crafting—they were like, well, you have to craft everything. But the problem was, is that you could never find components to craft.
2: Yeah, and they tried to do like the live game thing, you know. Mm. But it was just not enough. It was, ne- it, was, it was never the same. It wasn't anywhere near like it was in. You know, uh, I mean, there were what, like the first game? Maybe I- I'm guessing by the end of it, there was probably 15 dungeons compared to what's in World of Warcraft right. and what it launched with you know yeah pretty pretty sad pretty pathetic technology wise fast paced game mm-hmm. you know it was really snappy it was it worked well on my hardware mm-hmm. but yeah just content it's like a starvation thing yep so, no doubt and i was so bummed when it was done <laughs> i was that was like my my you know Oh, i liked it yeah of course movie. you
1: know it, did, it only lasted for I think it ended in like two thousand five they shut down the yeah the final uh, the last
2: server the PvP um emerged as being pretty good with the three big factions that mm. they had um i I remember trying to bait people across this line this mm. invisible line <laughs> that would bring them into you know a open conflict area and then it, it was like we had the total nuke team going where I'd stun them with a shield snap. Somebody would do this and that, and then they'd be dead. And I remember lots of relentless chases across the landscape that I haven't really seen the like of since um, Stranglethorn Vale in Warcraft, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. But Anyway, hate to, hated to see it close. That's just how it works with
1: tears, MMOs. Tears
2: are welling up, Jason.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. One, one of the first to one of the first to fall, first major disappointment, probably of the decade. At that was least when the, we realized an MMO could just implode,
2: me. which was kind of a strange thought back then. But then we go into <laughs> two
1: thousand three, <laughs> and two thousand three ushered in a game that everybody was looking forward to. Star Wars Galaxies—you have probably the most popular IP ever, ever known to man—and <laughs> it pretty much epically failed on every level. And I'm not talking just with the new game experience, the NGE.
2: That you mean the NGE Vince? Yeah, that
1: was just that was that was just like the final blow. That was that was like the to the game. I've the game started out, and the game started not started out not that great to begin with. It felt really clunky. It was very clunky. the The whole skill trees were not thought out properly. Um, it was a lot of
2: people's first MMO experience. It was
1: because you know you're talking with with such a huge, such a huge IP. People were like, "Well, yeah, I would love to play in the world of." It- of, of Star-, Star Wars and Bioware I mean, has wouldn't. a chance to fuck it up again. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. But that's looking towards the future. We're talking about Th- the past the right future. now. Future, yeah. And so, Star Wars Galaxies came out in two thousand three, and a lot of promise, a lot of hope. Uh, they had a lot of good ideas.
2: Oh yeah, um, oh, the but- whole I'll be so scarred from battle. With my post-traumatic stress syndrome, that only a half-new table dancer will will be able
1: to resist siti- Yeah, will be able my, to
2: help, my, help me out. Yeah, will, will bring me back and, from and the abyss. And so
1: there, were, there were a lot of really weird gameplay mechanics that 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 they threw in there. Plus, just,
2: no access to the Jedi. Or well, initially, yeah,
1: yeah, it was kind of funny how the whole Jedi thing worked out, yeah. wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was like
1: it was like the secret unlockable. Which wasn't
2: even mean, coated which, in in the which beginning. Which wasn't
1: really, when when it all boiled down to it, it probably wasn't even coated in there to begin with, yeah. and they just threw it in there. And the, See, look, was, it's been here the entire the, time. That was the carrot on the stick. Yeah, it was. It was the the, the fake carrot on the stick that, uh, that they had promised, but it never really came to fruition. Um so then they decided to redesign all the gameplay with the new gaming experience and that pissed even more people You're off. They're going to dumb it down. And um that's when um and you know and the game is where it is right now because of it and yeah. I don't know why. I mean we're talking the game is now 6 7 years old now
2: and still kicking. It's still it's still barely alive on life support. Oh god of MMOs, why did you take Asheron's call and allow Star Wars Galaxies <laughs> to live? Why? Don't know. Why? Why did Ashron's well, we call to on another expansion?
1: Another AAA title, supposed a AAA title that came out during the day which was Anarchy Online, which ah, is Funcom's first offering. first foray into the MMORPG space. Again, you know, and this is, you know, this is just the beginning of the hype. Two thousand three, where these games come out and they, they just don't live up to expectations, or they come up with such horrible launches,
2: like that.
1: Um, Anarchy Online came out and it was, God, the, the launch was just so horrible. I mean, and that, and that this is one of those cases where the launch is so horrible that that nobody. Was wanting to return to it, yeah. After it was all said and done with,
2: yeah, it was like you know you,
1: your game your your game could have some bugs in it, but in order to survive, it has to you have to be able to play it. And for the first, you know, month of launch, it was virtually unplayable.
2: Not not a good way to start.
1: <laughs> yeah, stability, there was registration, billing issues, uh, gosh, you know.
2: The initial tutorial was not that great, no. as I recall. No, it wasn't. Um, graphically, I don't think it was the Equal of Star Wars Galaxies. No, it but...
1: wasn't. It was okay, it was just, you know, the you, you couldn't even log on, though, to... To experience any of that initially, and that that's what killed it. Actually,
2: to be quite fair, graphically, it wasn't the equal to Final Fantasy 11, Astron's Call 2, Star Wars Galaxy, Art: Dark Age of Camelot. All had launched previous to that in the year, you know, in the years 2001 to 2003. So it was like I'm sure when they started. For development on it, it was probably like, "Wow, this will blow UO out of the water."
1: <laughs>
2: but <laughs> yes, but that's
1: not saying much.
2: If they, they had expansions, I mean, that's good. It, you know, it's still kicking mm-hmm. today. I've known a few people who have actually played it and and got to like a raider level of you know, uh, you know, done the in-game thing with it. I was always thinking that I would retry it once they brought the Age of Conan graphics engine to it and, you know, kind of rebooted <laughs> They're still it. still
1: promising that it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, until that happens, I'm not going to play it because <laughs> it's like, it's just too, you know, there's just nothing there that I can't get somewhere else. I mean, Tabula Rasa was four times that game, and it failed. We'll get to that later.
1: But Let's talk about... But let's talk about the crown jewel of two thousand three. I mean we still there's still a couple of other games that we'll we'll gloss over a little bit. But there's still quite a few offerings from two thousand three. But one sh- shined brighter than any other, and it still shines to this very day. Yeah. Eve Online. Eve Online was released. The
2: little engine
1: that could in two thousand three. This game was kinda just brushed over by so many. Quietly came out. Quietly came
2: out. From a little little company in Iceland named CCP. And and it's still running strong. With a, a
1: small user base but a mm-hmm. dedicated user base. No doubt about it. And they run on they all run on the same server shard.
2: Yeah, and one one super server. One super server non it's all,
1: all non instance and a it's just it's a it, it is it is in essence a virtual world,
2: yeah, yeah, you know, maybe most of,
1: true to the original you yeah, you're talking about an a a vision of a of a virtual world that that encapsulates all the ideals of what you know a virtual world should be. And I think Eve Online probably has has achieved that. Yeah, I mean, far above and beyond any other game out there, even even to this day. It's it's vir- it has an economic a virtual it has, economy. It, it has this econ it has this economic aspect to it, which is just mind-boggling. They actually
2: ha- employ a a
1: true economist. They they employ an economist to. To oversee, Who does like quarterly reports? Yes, does <laughs> quarterly <laughs> quarterly reports for them. For ISK. <laughs> they, you know, they're and the 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 best thing I think I could say about Eve Online is is that the players have created this world for themselves, which is what we've always kind of, and is what every yeah, it's what every MMO player out there complains or gripes about that is lacking. In so many other worlds, uh, you know unfortunately the the action i guess in the game is not as forthcoming and as and as accessible oh sure, to just a regular gamer to where you know they' ne- they're never going to capture you know a bigger market than they they already have right now,
2: right, yeah,
1: you know, but as far I mean as- they're slowly growing they've always slowly. Rome. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. Um, but you know, I, 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 and I think I honestly think that the only thing that that held Eve Online back from becoming, you know, the ultimate MMO experience, you know, as far as you know, your core gamers go. Is that it's just too slow for them. They don't yeah. There's no immediate reward uh for the beginning gamer. I mean it does take a lot of dedication, a lot of effort.
2: Yeah, as far as time sinks go, right. Pretty, even with the offline leveling stuff, I mm-hmm. mean there's just a lot a whole lot there to, to dig into. Exactly.
1: Exactly, but you know you have to give Eve Online its props. It's yeah, you know it, it it's basically been one of those groundbreaking. I I have to call it groundbreaking. It really is. Yeah. Just as far as everything that it's been able to accomplish over the years, and it's still going strong to this this day, which is admirable. Uh, and then you had a couple other games. It <laughs> came out in two thousand three. Shadowbane, Come and Gone. I played it. Did you play it much? No? I played. I played I for it. a while. I actually bought it.
2: Um, I really thought the preacher class would so be So cool. buggy, and the graphics were way a step backwards. Even then, it was like, yeah, like wow, this would have been so awesome in like the the nineties. <laughs> you know, but like yes. you know, I I've I've seen what a good game engine could look like and uh Lineage two, another
1: game Meh. out there which is a beautiful
2: you know, game, but a game with no
1: soul. And it looks good, no soul and and again and, and of course it's one of those games that kinda ushers in the whole Asian Eastern yeah.
2: grind. But the, the two cultures actor. collide Western and Eastern culture. Yes. We we don't we don't roll we with that don't whole understand grind with thing. The whole... Like yeah. I mean, and I don't know, the whole thing about like incredibly well endowed elven women with the face <laughs> of a 10-year-old girl. Just yes. something about it and I don't know, it just didn't work, you know. I, I, the the art assets were not not pleasing f- no. to the to the western audience the game's still around, but you know, there's a lot of expansions for it, but it's like, why? Why play this game when there's so many other options available to you?
1: I think we'd probably be a little remiss to not mention that Second Life was also uh, launched in 2003. And Second Life, it's not really an MMO
2: per se, but it is a virtual world. It's it started up. It had that whole currency conversion thing. Yes.
1: It had. It's still going. It's still going to this day. It's yeah. still.
2: It had assets you could buy in game, um, beyond virtual currency conversion. Like you could buy an island.
1: You know, it's kind of funny. You know, a lot of companies were like right on board with it, like
2: IBM. Yes. Um, you know, there's still like if you listen to uh, Science Friday on NF- NPR they'll have submissions coming in from Second Life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like as far as like a virtual world, like a universal virtual world with in which we can all live, it's kind of like the uh de facto platform. If you're an actual gamer though, boring is fucking hell. You know, it's like man, I do not really want to go in and spend all my time coming up with a unblockable rain of giant dildos or you <laughs> know all... dress myself up like right. a transsexual uh, you know prostitute or something like that not to say that there's other activities to do but the whole flying around in slow motion or building yourself a virtual store that sells something it's like you know if you're serious about sales you'll, do, you'll be doing eBay or something else you know, it's just, I mean, I hate Even to say so, it.
1: It's had a pretty, pretty decent impact, it I think, definitely, on the whole virtual space. And I, I think that they have the right idea, but then again, you see a lot of these companies who are just, like, totally bailing yeah. on the whole idea. Or
2: the the people who have spent, like, shitloads of money to get an right. in-game asset, you know. Right. It was, like, a major deal. Not, I don't know that it's quite...
1: Yeah, the companies are bailing. There, yet? You know... It's like the right idea. Wrong implementation. Wrong implementation. I think that... It's not future-proof. Given given more time... Yeah. You know, there might... You know, and given a little bit more thought to it, you know, I really think that they
2: could do something with it. I think... It's just just right now... I, I think, too, they had a naive and a naive vision of what social networking would become. Right. And they thought people would fire up this relatively heavy 3d VR client to right. go and like talk about their day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the, the MySpaces, then the Facebooks, then Twitters came along and were way lighter, Good way point. less, you know, it was more about just getting it out there fast. Good point. And I think it just left them in the dust. You know, there's just no no reason. Well, let's jump
1: on to 2004. And this 2004 is pretty much a... That was a,
2: the biggest year of the decade, year, I think. As
1: far as MMOs are concerned. You know, as far as AAA titles, I guess, are concerned. Yeah. Now, contrary to popular belief, 2004... MMOs did not start with World of Warcraft. (laughs) You mean MMOs didn't start with World of Warcraft? No, it did not. Actually, 2004 opened up with a little game called City of Heroes, which pretty much blew me away. Me too. When it first came out. Um, Sucked in some... just, God, blew me away, sucked my time in. I played that game through beta and into release stop for a, lot a long time
2: It sucked in a lot of non-MMO players Yes it did I
1: You know I I, I really just I love this game I, I thought that it was You know it did a lot of things differently Yeah Um,
2: It didn't have a lot of stuff at launch No
1: it, it didn't but it, it, it did a lot of stuff really well It also did a lot of stuff That I think probably eventually hurt The genre as a whole With the whole instancing Thing Which City of Heroes Started to do A lot of Like every mission was instanced Yeah Um You know each zone Was
2: Yeah there were multiple instances of zones Multiple instances of zones Depending on populations
1: Depending on the population Uh And I, I think you know, yes, and... You know, they they thought that it was probably the best way to present this game, but I, I think eventually what, what it ended up doing is that it ended up hurting the genre a little bit as a whole, because a lot of games kind of took that idea and rolled with it. Yeah. Probably rolled with it a little bit too harshly. Um, <laughs> but, um, as far as character customization went... Unparalleled. Unparalleled. Uh, you could you know, create a character, a superhero to look just any way you wanted it to. And, and they were unique looking. Yeah. And it was just amazing to me. I just, I really loved, I loved being able to create this character that I could fly through a, a zone with. And I had a superpower that I could fly and...
2: yeah. And I felt like I was just after this all that major walking badass, around in yes. other games at slow speeds, yes, waiting to get your mount, which would only go slightly mm-hmm. faster,
1: mm-hmm.
2: to suddenly just super jump and fucking cross the zone in like ten bounds or something, and, and then you'd be and able it, to
1: take out multiple mobs and in, in one
2: foul swoop. It made you feel like a superhero. I felt too that it was perhaps the most social, socially friendly MMO. Uh, At that time, in that pugs were commonplace. It was easy to group. It wasn't. It was much easier to group in that game than in a lot of previous games. And in fact, it was. It was so commonplace that you know I'd like, I'd have a little time to play in City of Heroes. Log on. Um. Use the use the in game tools to get a group going, either as a leader or as just somebody joining a group. And start to just go through missions with people, you know, maybe five, six missions at a time, and uh, make friends that way. Right. It was really, it was really easy, and I, I felt too that because a lot of the people that were um, playing it were not typical MMO players, a lot of them were more there. There were more social gamers than what I typically encountered. Right. You no, know, there was there was really no elitism. I mean, that's how we kind of got Jim. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I showed I showed my brother-in-law Jim into MMOs. Frequent, and he former member of Channel Massive, currently mothballed in cryogenic <laughs> suspension. Yes, I showed him the character creator, and like two hours later, he came out of my basement and was like, "I have to have this game." And he played it, you know, relentlessly. I mean, he was he was really into it. We had friends we met that were like, you know in different states in the U S that we would get together and do like a virtual land party with and mm-hmm, play through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in that game and it, it doesn't feel wasted. Cause I think, um, you know, the people I met and the people that I brought into it or, you know, whatever it was, it was well worth it. It was good times. Noah, you know, it was his yes. first MMO. It's true. And, you know, it's true. He loved it.
1: Uh, EverQuest 2 also came out during 2004. That is such
2: a tough game to describe. Well, it's really
1: not. (laughs) Because when it came out initially, the technical requirements for the game were just way out of hand. A lot of people could not run that game on their system. Uh, so that was a major issue. That's true. Right off the bat. Uh, other issues were is that, you know, they just, you know, people were still, you know, EverQuest was such a dominating force at the time that it was like, well, we can do we cannibalize, <laughs> you know, our huge player base that is already playing? Right. Or do we EverQuest and bring them into this new virtual world? And then they're not, and the problem was is that they just were not, able to play the game because their system wasn't able to handle it. Right. And they weren't willing to accept that, you know, a lot of the stuff that they had already accomplished in the first game, you know, wasn't going to be rolled over into the second game. I think there was probably a lot of issues with that initially. Yeah. As well. No, I think so too. Um, So, so there was that to contend with. Uh, the game is still going on. Fairly, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's like really, really strong, right now. Um, there, you know, it goes in spurts. Yeah, that's true. As always, um, I, I played it, well after its release, just because, you know, I had a lot of other things going on at the time. Uh, so I just never, I never got into the whole EverQuest universe. Personally, I myself. never did from the beginning. Um, but I will say this: is that when I finally did, uh, when I finally did start playing uh, EverQuest II, I had a really good time in it. I did too, um, and found it to be complete game. It really was. I had a good time. Um, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not saying, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, that it's a bad game. It's just not one of those games that, yeah, I never felt,
2: you know, would take a hold of me at all. And, and, and I've talked to people, you know, in the blogosphere and listening to what they've said. It's like, no one could ever figure out what was not compelling about that game. Just that very few people made it their game of choice. No. I mean there's a few who did and and it's a solid game. I mean it's there's just nothing wrong with it. Unfortunately
1: Unfortunately Unfortunately what ended up happening is a few short months
2: after <laughs> EverQuest to release. With and remember, with its incredibly S- super strong platform requirements, like right. system requirements to Another play. Another game came out that year which pretty
1: much changed the face of MMO gaming as we know it today. Yeah. And we'll get on to that next and when we return.
0: Chuck, Chuck, no. I am born again. So in 2004,
2: a relatively small, <laughs> diminutive game was launched. Yeah, it was called World of Warcraft. Unheralded. World of Warcraft. Spiritual successor to EverQuest, though never... To admit it Uh Based on the IP of the Wonderful Warcraft 1 through 3 Saga I guess Um
1: Yes Blizzard's first foray Into Yeah The MMO space and it has become Basically a monster It's
2: like they they went into the baby pool For MMO Entrance. Right. And suddenly the baby pool became the Pacific Ocean. Yes. And they were this behemoth that owned it all.
1: Um, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like I, I look at it now, and I'm like, I just look back at my time on it. You know, I spent so much time on this damn game. Loved it for all that it was worth. Um, but you know it's like one of those love hate relationships where you love the time that you spent with it, but you hate what it's become, <laughs> and you hate what it's done um and that's kind of where I've been at with world of warcraft uh, i i you know i I had so many wonderful experiences with it. I met so many wonderful people through it, but it's one of those things where I guess if I could go back in time and take it all away.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I probably would.
2: Oh man, I'm like I'm like diametrically <laughs> opposed to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean I- there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubting all the positive aspects that it's had. Well, what are the negatives? I mean, well, some of the negatives—the the negatives are 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 is that development and and new ideas have have basically been shut down. But that's not its fault. Nah, it's... it's not well. It's not its fault, but it's 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 part of the it's part of the problem. Well, yeah, we could debate. You know that the, the, that's that whole debate—that's other... a whole other show yeah. in itself. I'm just saying, you know, right now, as it stands, if we just want to look back in history, okay, so we'll do that. We we'll, let's just look back in history and say that World of Warcraft came out in 2004 and it pretty much changed MMOs as we know them today.
2: Yeah, and I think the the change or what you we're talking cultural the,
1: the track. aspects we're we're talking design aspects
2: well, I mean, okay, so, like, the average MMO before it had a subscription base of 100 to 350,000 players at peak, right? It comes out, not everybody pays the same amount, but, you know, it eventually hit 10 million, 11 million, but it wasn't very long before it hit 5 million. Right. Which was just like you know suddenly m m o players weren't the 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 like cloistered nerds who you know right only came out into the sunlight by accident, you know it was like suddenly you it's had like some
1: famous people out there who admitted to playing it like Kurt Schilling, who is now dave chappelle running his own right m m o development company uh
2: yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you know, it became mainstream. The commercialization mainstream. of it was legendary. Still going on, the Mr. T, the Mohawk Mohawk Elves, whatever. Yes. It's like you know, it's become a cultural thing. Um Yeah, it's
1: not just an MMO, it's become a cultural phenomenon.
2: And you know, so it it, it made the it it raised the bar significantly mm-hmm. on polish. You know, nobody.
1: You know, I I think that that's that's probably the the biggest thing. You know, polish is king. Yeah, and if your game, you know, and, and even if even in, in its early days, yes, you know, we're not saying that World of Warcraft released without any bugs and and whatnot, but as far as pure polish goes,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: you, know, you can't deny it.
2: They never lacked yeah, they that. Never they never lacked the polish. And they they were like, they looked at other MMOs and they were like, man, some of these MMOs have like 15 dungeons total and they have 100 quests. Right. And they're like, we're going to launch with 3,000 quests and we're going to have, you know, I don't remember how many dungeons they launched with, but it was like, it was mind boggling to, to me. Right. Like, I'll never get through that, you know. Having now gone through enough. that numerous times you know, now, now, now it's funny. It's funny
1: to look back at it now, but now, now even even now, what they release with is not enough to
2: well, well. Now there's to satisfy the most hardcore. There's hardcore like core of gamers. Yeah, there's something like forty five hours of music mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. game. There's, you know, I don't know how many dungeons. There's, the quest count has to be, at or or beyond ten thousand. Right. Basically, you know, it's it's crazy. I think only probably EverQuest can compete with it in any way, shape, or form for mm. content. Although I would say that the content, there's not much equality there. You know, I'd say the the Warcraft content is... What's funny, too, is, you know, Blizzard Studios was kind of at a tipping point there. When they came out with this, they have... You know, they're notoriously slow to release stuff. Yep. What they do release is high quality. hmm But it's not... They're not prolific by any means. No. I mean, we're talking like... We get a Blizzard release every two to three years if you don't count if expansions, right? Yeah. And uh, they were they were about... They were in pretty... Dire Straits. I mean, it was. I yeah, even huge... think at
1: the time they were working on. Before that, they were working on. Well, uh, uh, an adventure game. Yeah, and. Based adventure. off the Warcraft right. franchise, and they scrapped it. They yeah. just totally just said, "Fuck this shit. This isn't good enough. This isn't gonna work out."
2: Was that Ghost? The no, the... no. Well, oh, no. Else? I mean,
1: that was scrapped too. But I'm talking before that. It was like a Warcraft. Oh, adventure game and and it was like totally scrapped
2: yeah so they were you know this was pretty much their Hail Mary and probably the greatest Hail Mary in gaming history no doubt no doubt about it I mean the the amount of money they have the amount of staff they have the, the number of artists they have is greater than any other studio that I know of just total staff you know it's, it's insane. So, um, business aspects aside, the game, the game, you know, changed. Like you said, it changed MMOs forever. Maybe though, it kind of quelled some innovation aspects and in that everybody on an investor level was like, "We need to make one of these. We need our 10 million players."
1: And this is where it all. Where- and this is where mmos kind of took a kind of drastic turn for the worse
2: like an unrealistic turn in my
1: opinion um, you have games like guild wars that come out and they and, and guild wars in itself is a very good game um guild wars came out in 2005 now they they I believe. they guild wars is uh,
2: they're an arena net um, and
1: companies. some will argue that it's not a true MMO. Yeah. Um you know as far as a lot of instancing. Yeah, there's a lot of instancing things like that. They 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 also don't have a subscription model. They all they do is they come out with new expansions. And the game has been very successful. What
2: well, yeah, uh like I forget all the numbers, but I think it's like two million of the base right. was sold pretty quickly. Um, there's been numerous expansions. They're currently working on Guild Wars 2, which is going to be more of a true MMO. But ArenaNet mm. was founded by former Blizzard employees. Right. Um, some, at least one of of whom had worked on World of Warcraft. Mm. At, you know, in it's and in it's infancy. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. And I think that their subscription... Their lack of subscription model was genius. I mean, they delivered a product that... You know, just kept on going. I mean, Yeah, and
1: if you've seen anything that's come out for Guild Wars 2... Yeah. Then you're just, like, salivating all over that because it just looks absolutely amazing. Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, they, they've actually and the reason that they went from, you know, instead of trying to just bleed every ounce of money they could out of the Guild Wars franchise, they said, "You know what? There are things we need to do in Guild Wars 2. There's things we there's things we need to do that means we need a whole new a new version and a whole new set of rules and a new we universe." doing things. You know, there's things that we want, there's directions we want to go. And I thought that was a high road kind of thing. Cause they could have come out with another expansion beyond the last one. They could have kept it going mm-hmm. and instead they said no. And, and that kind of like confidence in leadership, I think is, is inspiring, you know? So I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm not too hip on a couple of the, the races that they've come up with,
0: <laughs> but you know,
1: we'll see. Other offerings that same year. Oh. The Matrix Online.
2: Did you play it? I played the beta. No, beta I did not even want to bother with so it. was so freaking horrible. I, uh, never bought it. It's d- despite loving The Matrix, probably the first two movies, the third being kind of one that I try to forget. <laughs> yes. Uh, But as we
1: know That game is come and
2: gone Yeah Closed Gone Um Auto Assault Another game Come and gone Dungeons and Dragons Online From 2006 Interestingly in 2009 It went to a free to play model And it appears to be having a a It's a bit of a resurrection I would say Yes Um it is, and then they and they've kind of,
1: and that's just born because they made it a free to play game, and they've added some microtransactions along with that.
2: As an old, you know, pen and paper guy, you know, like I, I've argued this point throughout our history of our podcast. It's like of all of the universes to put your hat to hang your hat on for Dungeons and Dragons Online. I mean, an IP that should have just fucking dominated by a game company, Turbine, that knew how the fuck to make an MMO. Right. They chose the worst IP possible. That Eberron thing with those crazy golem like guys. It's like you had Greyhawk, you had Mm -hmm. Dragonlance. You You, could even have chose Ravenloft. You you could (laughs) no, not to say even. You could have chosen Ravenloft. I mean, that would have been fucking awesome too. You You chose. You could have gone to the whole vampire
1: thing, and it would have been. I mean, Ravenloft is
2: perhaps one of the most beloved. um, That's like one of the most beloved modules series of all time for pen and paper. I mean, just the writing, the the setup for it. The, I mean, that's like a. That's like a study in how to build a scenario. They chose yes. Eberron for this? Are it you kidding me? Be. Are you fucking shitting me that you want to release your... You want to release the <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, the thing that should have been the beginning and the end of MMOs, and you mm-hmm. chose Eberron, and you chose to make it as quirky and as fucking clunky as you did? Now the F-bombs F are dropping right and left out Uh-oh. of me, which means I must be passion. <laughs> it's just like I could not believe it when i played the beta i was just like you gotta be kidding me this is it they talked about twitch combats and they talked about you know subtle indicators the subtle indicators are little texts that say you feel a draft in the room (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) we had the capability in 2005 to have some good voice acting and environmental you know some fu- some foley artistry, right? They've added that. Yeah, like nearly five years later, they yes. finally realized the potential. Yet they're still using that stupid Eberron IP. And I'm sorry if you're if you're a listener and you're the developer of the Eberron IP. Fuck you, man! That's <laughs> that's bullshit. That is like the worst thing ever for Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, wow! If they'd have, if they'd have based it on the the weak. IP of Magic the Gathering the Card series, since it's a Wizard of the Coast thing now that TSR has been acquired, that would have even been better. Like having trolls throwing fireballs and, and goblin raiders on crazy flying machines would have been better. But Eberron? <laughs> give me a break. All right, I'll, I'll calm down now. I just. Slow down. Take another drink. Take another it's, it's drink. It's caffeinated. It's just going to get still worse. There's a
1: ways to go. So we went through Auto Assault,
2: another failed NCSoft title that... And that, I wanted that to succeed so much because I liked Car Wars. Oh, I know, I know. And I liked Auto Duel, the origin game. But it was uh, a one-trick pony. And then, oh, get
1: on to one of our favorites. Yeah, we've we've not kicked this one around. We've never kicked this game around. Never,
2: just oh my gosh! I want to talk about. I want to talk about failed. Developed by a cast of nobodies, led by Brad McQuaid. Well,
1: and you know that's the thing, and um, that's the problem is that it wasn't. Yeah. It was like he assembled this superhero team that he to to create this game, and it it was like.
2: Well, it 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 starts like
1: taking the League of Superheroes. You know, taking Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, all of them together into one, and but they then, could not do
2: anything. But, but no, the problem was, it started out like that, but then he gradually replaced all those guys with, like, the local paper boy. Right? <laughs> so it's like, suddenly Batman is replaced by right. little Willie Smith, who has a plus five to throw a newspaper through a window, but other than that, has no detective skills and Just that's the lead horrible. architect right it's like you know eventually they got down to entry level positions across the board running the show who were passionate but they weren't you know they're in like this big giant game and this is like th- this is like them on the riverboat during the during the giant poker tournament thing, <laughs> and all they've ever played is checkers, and they're like, "Look for the tell, look for the tell," and they're like, "A tell? What's a tell? I don't mm. know. I don't understand." Right. But I have to go potty because I'm five years old. So, <laughs> you know, and then and then the the leader of the whole thing like checks out, and rumor Not has it he's like and- experimenting with drugs to try to make it through the day. And it just, you know, it was... Yeah, it was another one of
1: those games like where, where, you know, you, you would have thought that, you know, lessons would have been learned.
2: As sad as the whole Duke Nukem Forever story is, mm-hmm. if you ever read about that, where, like, you know the main the, the the creative genius behind it was so haunted by the success of of Duke Nukem 3D that he just could never be satisfied and always tried to retack and redo it and eventually they ran out of money mm-hmm. at least that game never fucking saw the sun but this thing <laughs> came out I mean, it came out. <laughs> it was actually released, and then Sony—it would have been better left dead. Sony Online to their, you know, Sony Online Entertainment to the credit tried to keep it going, and they're still trying to keep it going. And it's like, why? We're not sure why. You know, put all that effort into EverQuest and EverQuest Two and all the new titles you're doing, but let that thing die. It's it's horrible. Mm. It's just it's like that cliche in all those. You know, bad monster movies or fantasy things where you try to raise the love of your life from the dead, and she comes back all fucked up. The, f- the soil is sour. It's just like that. It's like let it go. <laughs> it's not. It's the like one... Pet Cemetery. It is. <laughs> that cat's <Yes>. fucked up.
1: <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings Online came out in two thousand seven. Not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. It's just no, you know the problem. The problem I think that I had with Lord of the Rings Online is, is that it was just World of Warcraft with
2: with hobbits with and elves
1: and uh, and major IP, you know. And, they, they, and this was kind of the start of the end for me, uh, you know, as far as MMOs were concerned. I, I realized that that game companies had no vision. As far as you know, how MMOs could be designed or or changed or anything, it was like it was like yeah, you know, I I got into the world of of uh, Middle Earth and I I realized that I had to kill ten
2: rats to advance to my next. I don't know. It's like quest. It's like if you love MMOs and you love the Lord of the Rings IP, it's awesome. Game, you know, it's awesome. But if you're kind of like hoping the genre will evolve, it's kind of a dead end, you know. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say that. It sounds really, it sounds kind of like, oh yes, I look down from my mountain and I condemn you, Lord of the Rings Online. But because they have done so much, the Mines of Moria, all the all the stuff they've, they've right. And I I'm, no, I'm not I'm not condemning the game. It's at a all. fine it's game. That- But it's like, man, some of us just want this thing to move on a little bit, you know. And that that game is so dated, graphically, um, gameplay-wise, there is nothing innovative about it. It suffers just for,
1: for, for me. It suffers from boredom.
2: Yeah, I I could not, for the life of me, figure out. What class was compelling to me except for the bard class which yeah that was good. the the bard class is very fun to play. Is that really a big part of the IP though? Mm, not so no, much. Not so did, much. Did I did I really want to be a ranger? Yeah, was Hell it fun? Yeah. Mm, no. Yeah. No. I liked the bard, which is more like a Dungeons and Dragons bard, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. all takes me back to why didn't you fucking make it work in Dungeons and Dragons online? <laughs> Same company.
1: Um other titles that came and went in two thousand seven, missed online.
2: Uh yeah, I can't speak to that one. Hellgate London. I can speak to that, bought it. Uh even bought the digital download protection clause for three dollars extra so that in this case anything so ever happened, <laughs> I could download it more than twice. Or three times. Aren't you glad you did that? You know what you could have <laughs> did? You could have bought a
1: Not value meal at uh, Wendy's. I could have bought I could have bought fed
2: you for I could have fed you for a day. I could have had like three singles <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh I could have fed my family once. Uh let's see, Tabla Raza. No as far as being like dead right on a game, we were we called that one we called that thing a turkey. Before, before it even came out, we never, I mean, there was so much hype going on. Yeah, It's Richard Garriott's Tabula Rasa. And, and I'm just going to say, like, the Channel Massive crew, we were like, it is, they've gone through, like, at least three or four major revampings of what the direction of the game was. Exactly. Um, It was fun to a point. It was fun to a point but it did not have any staying power at all. I just was shocked that it came and went so fast. Like, I would have thought that would have stretched out for mm-hmm. a little bit longer. <laughs> and I actually am kind of regretful because there were some encounters I heard about that I would have liked to have seen, like some very Starship Trooperish type things that I never really got the chance to, and to there play were. through.
1: There, there were exactly those kind of moments during that game, and... and... But for all it was worth, it was like
2: we called it. Nah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm not like a guy to say that, but we 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 called it.
1: Uh, move on to 2008. Uh, you have games like Pirates of the Burning Sea, which are, of course, another game that's on its last
2: legs. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, fix- I don't think any of us were particularly excited to play that one. We were much more excited about sort of the new world, which turned out to be <laughs> right a uh, bit of a waste of time. Age of Conan. Oh. I was majorly excited. Which, you know, we
1: hyped up so much.
2: We all four played it. We uh we tried really hard. Overhyped myself, bought to collector's edition. Same here, have that huge ass box with the art and all that. Yep. And
1: now it's just rotting. And uh it's just sitting there rotting on my on
2: my shelf,
1: and it's basically not going to co- come off the shelf
2: ever, having read about everything by Robert E. Howard and read read all the derivative works and read even the Robert Jordan compilations mm. and some of the comic books, but not i missed out on like the golden age of the Conan comic books, apparently, like they got really good for a while. I mean, I was pretty excited, <laughs> and you know it just it just didn't keep me going for whatever reason i really I really hope though that the new expansion will kind of Breathe some new life into it And I'm I'm planning on buying it and playing it
1: The, the thing with it was Is that they really It was so funny I mean they, and, and every Everybody who's played it You know knows this Is that yes The first 20 levels of the game Are golden You know you're When you're sitting there Going through the total tortage Experience I mean it's like beautiful It's very well done
2: yeah, but there's only one very tortage.
1: Well, exactly. It's very well executed and you're just like, "Oh man, I can't wait to see what they have in store after that." And then once you get after that, it's like, "Oh,
2: there is nothing after well, that." And, and, it's a bunch of crap. And you can you could point out to it as a as a step in, you know, redefining the genre. It's just it wasn't it wasn't fully realized out to all you know all of the the full 60 70 level 80 level thing it's like if if you did that with like something like World of Warcraft where you had like the undead races start the tauren start the you know every single races start had a fully scripted you know first 20 40 levels or something like that and then you had the next Forty levels that were maybe somewhat consolidated and so forth and so on,
0: mm-hmm.
2: with with full on voice acting, with a with an actual intriguing kind of mystery. That would be golden, man. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it is a step in that direction. It's just it kind of just maybe part of the pro- problem that Age of Conan had was
1: is that they teased us so yeah much with that
2: first. Step. Yeah, it was like you came out of that. You came out of Tortage like ready to. You were. I was ready. I was like, man, this this right. is a great game. And then I was like, oh, nobody's talking anymore. It's all subtitles. Yeah, there's no cutscenes. There's not much compelling. Basically, yeah, what they going did on. was
1: is that they they pulled a Bioware in the first 20, 20 levels. And where it got you really excited, and then it went downhill from there.
2: Yeah, and it was a big disappointment, Um, honestly. Warhammer Online. Oh, where to
1: begin with that one? You know, they started out, it was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, similar to Dark Age of Camelot.
2: Spiritual successor of Dark Age of Camelot. Yes. Um. Only not RVRVR, but just RVR. RVR um, had some right ideas.
1: At, had the public quest idea, but you know, and, and I'll have I'll say this, I'll say this about Warhammer Online is that it was the probably the best hyped MMO ever.
2: Yeah, it ever. was. No, there was nobody close. I mean, I've never seen. I
1: mean, yeah, there's been a lot of MMO hype, and for. You know, and there's MMO hype for any any new MMO. But for Warhammer Online, I don't think I've ever seen a hype machine in full effect. No,
2: the podcasts.
1: As and it was for Warhammer Online. The blogging. You're talking the blogs, you're talking the
2: videos. developer
1: interviews, the videos, the... You know, Paul Barnett, the well, king, and they were like spamming D. the king the, of
2: all the all the major magazine, like you know, ezines, mags, all those. Mm-hmm. They were getting spammed with like you know, tomes of knowledge from the Warhammer universe right. by these guys, like just more more stuff than you could. You know, it was like a deluge, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they really just took it to a whole different level. And, I, uh, s- I, s- and I, I really think that you know, Warhammer Online did a lot of good things. the The Tol knowledge that was um, awesome aspect of it was very well done, very well executed. Um, I think the classes that they have are pretty unique. I thought so initially, um, but I also think that. It just suffers too much from who's going to be the popular.
2: Like you
1: know, and I I think they started out with way too many servers.
2: Well, no, and that was
1: no, but I think that no, I I I do I think that that was part of the problem, and I think I think that they should have let people just suffer through server queues initially.
2: Nah, I I thought well, because
1: what. What ended up happening was is that, you know, people were like, "Well, I'm just going to choose the popular side." And so for a while there, you know, whatever server you were on, it just depended on, you know, whether the, you know, whether the order faction was more powerful or whether the destruction, you know, destruction was more powerful. And then you ended up with an imbalance there once you got into the whole. RVR aspect of things I also think that they lost they lost a lot of vision when they made it too much like well we're going to put everything that World of Warcraft did in here and and add all this player versus everything element into it and by the time you got around that you know it was like well you know do i want to run scenarios all the time which was another failing of the game you know it was like people were like well you know i could just level up playing scenarios all day long you know yeah exactly raise your hand <laughs> i did if that's what you did and then you know and but then you know but then you also wanted to just do some of the rvr I mean the player versus everything element of it well then you'd already outleveled all that so it really yeah, never Yeah it was hard to match up. it was hard to match up it was hard you know the, it's a game that really didn't know what the hell it wanted to do it wanted to do everything it wanted to try to be everything to everybody and and it can't when you when you decide to create a game like that when you know yes basically what they should have just done is they should have just created something like Call of Duty but with
2: orcs and humans. And and, and
1: humans in it. You know, and then, and and elves and whatever. And it would have worked out pretty good, I think. But instead what they tried to do is they tried to create this, you know, massive MMO with player versus everything elements in it. And then it was just like there was just too many there were too many aspects. To it that it was like well it really doesn't feel very cohesive, yeah. In in any element, you know it. it you know and it's funny. It's like it had so many great ideas like the whole public quest um, thing. That was a great great idea, great idea. But you know they never took into consideration what would happen is when people either decided not to do the public quest or just left the area entirely. and Right. And so nobody was participating in public quests. So if there was, like, only one person in that zone and he needed to complete the public quest, then there was nobody else to help out. Right. At the time. And so, you know, there there are a lot of good ideas. I just think that they tried to be too many things to too many people. And... They got caught up in, they got caught up in that, and that's why it's, that's why it ultimately failed. Is that they just didn't know what kind of game that they wanted to be.
2: Like, and, and I kind of I agree with you on some points, but disagree on others. Like, I think that when it launched initially, the coolest thing they did was have the through through virtualization or whatever. Technology, the way they were able to have enough servers to get people logged in to play, and no queuing—I thought that was awesome—and and
1: I think—and I th- no, no, that's fine. No, no, I mean, but the, and, and, you know, where World they failed, of Warcraft took that. World of Warcraft took that idea and implemented it into their game, and that that was great.
2: Well, wh- where they failed, though, so so like just the other night, I I. I logged into World of Warcraft for like the first time in six months, and on the Arthas server, I actually had a queue. To which I was like, "What is the deal? There's no expansion going on. Why, you know, why am I hitting a queue right now? I could not believe it. I was just like, This this is World of Warcraft, Mark. This is unfucking believable. People actually play that. I guess they do." You know, I was like, <laughs> maybe it's you know, there's like a magic number where it's like right. one month after the latest MMO re- new MMO release, like Ion, people would be back up from their tourism to World of Warcraft. But anyway, I was just like, this is unfucking believable. I mean, it was a queue of like 32, you know. So it's it was like bad. within like five minutes, I was in. But still, I was just like, what? What was great about the Warhammer launch? And it, I thought it was. Wise was they were able to expand it out to a gazillion servers. The problems were that they did not consolidate it in a good way, and so, like what you were saying was, and I agree with that, the whole you know order has five thousand players it feels like on the server and and destruction or whatever has two you know it was just really badly matched if they had had some some kind of good business intelligence or reporting tools to be able to align the player populations properly as they consolidated. And if they had been on top of the consolidation, so they were like every week consolidate, you know, instead of always be selling, if it was always be consolidating, that would have been like awesome. You know, that, that would have kept it really alive and it would have been, you know, even if it wasn't your choice, like, yeah, sorry, you got consolidated down to the server it's okay cuz everybody else that was on your server is also going there. So, you know, unless you're unless you had some really weird plan to end up at the end on this other server, you know, it should be okay. I think that would have been okay.
1: That's where pride fucked them in the ass is because they were like,
2: "If we're consolidating servers, then we're failing after- cuz we're going to beat World yeah, of Warcraft."
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: The the other thing was the the public quests were I thought not as big of a deal as they ever thought like i thought yeah it's kind of cool but in the end it's just kind of like a controlled raid experience with you know the the whole open grouping thing it's like that that's great but i i don't think it's something that didn't really happen in city of heroes years before you know it was pretty easy to do that so it was great but as soon as the populations became imbalanced or as soon as the user base moved beyond a zone, like if they as soon as they went from tier two to tier three in general, then the public quests were broken and are broken to this day. Um the scenarios were good. They were actually they were great. I find them to be way more compelling than the World of Warcraft battlegrounds. You know, I mean I, I, I really enjoy the whole having an objective and a goal and having them change from different scenario to different scenario. Like the trolls crossing one, the, I mean, some of them are just classics. I mean, they 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 they're up there with me. They're up there to me with some of the like great FPS, you know, capture the flag maps that I have played. Um, the the PVE as you you hit that nail on the head. It's just so not compelling. It's just it's it's boring. It's never in sync with your leveling curve. It just you know,
1: doesn't. It never made any sense.
2: Yeah. It just. It, you know they it, should have just—they
1: should have just released and said there's not going to be any PV in this damn game. Yeah, exactly. Like all. you said,
2: and as you said, and I, I agree completely. Like, do not try to be all things. You can't be. You can't be the Walmart of MMOs and get ten million subscribers. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> unless you're World of Warcraft, but true, they're World already Warcraft. there. <laughs> and you know there is only one Walmart. There is only one World of Warcraft. It's true. So, you know. uh, yeah, they they should have they should have carved out their niche and had a realistic they should have had a realistic expectation for their subscriber base as opposed to we're going to take down World of Warcraft. Now nah, you're you're not even going to make them sweat really, you know the people play for one month, three months. Some people, some of our friends out there in the blogosphere played for six months and then they totally turned around and just spat on, you know. It it was like amazing because at first we were like, hey, you know, as as the channel massive crew, we were like, Don't don't be too hung up on this game that's not yet released that you're saying is has defeated World of Warcraft, has crushed EverQuest, you know, has destroyed Eve, Eve online. It's like it's not even out yet. And we were like, you know, don't don't get too hung up. And then it came out and everybody turned on it and we were like, hey, there is some value here. There are some good things. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, I did enjoy the uh, open RVR, though, as well. I thought that they, they did that well. It was just the problem there was balance. And then, as far as balance goes, the biggest problem I had was their rebalancing efforts totally broke classes. It was mm-hmm. like, it was not a nerf stick, it was more like a nerf nuke. Mm -hmm. Like when that thing would come down It would change the game And make some classes irrevocably just fucked up That's all I'm going to say about it I felt it was worth giving Warhammer some Talking time Just because it was You know For this half of 2000 or This half of the decade It was probably the most hyped MMO there was Oh no doubt about it
1: Um I guess we, if we move on to 2009, Champions Online was released. Um, yeah, you got a max level character out of that one. Mixed feelings about Champions Online. It, it, you know, it was like it did a lot of things very well. It took character customization to an entirely crazy different level, which
2: I didn't think was possible.
1: But. I didn't know that that was necessarily a good thing <laughs> when it was all said and done with. I think that even for, you know, if you're just like looking for a, you know, if you were just an MMO novice trying to break into the genre, trying to figure out how to piece some skills together, I think it was a little bit too complicated.
2: Yeah, there's some,
1: there's um, a level of complexity there that's which is great. I mean, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that I think that you know, for the purposes of, you know, if you're just trying to get into it, even veteran City of Heroes players would probably feel a little bit daunted with the yeah, you know, it was a daunting task.
2: Like these different to to
1: get into how how complex The the skill system was in in Champions. And I also think that... But it was also buggy. And it was also lacking in content. And... You know, right now... You know, as it stands... Champions Online is... I think if... You know, it's an inferior game... Compared to City of Heroes. And, And even at its most basis levels...
2: You know, it's pretty inferior and you know no i i have to agree with you I, with the exception of it makes your city of heroes characters look like they're from the silver age
1: right in and, comparison and i'm not saying like the combat is much better in champions the graphics are prettier but, The graphics are a little prettier but i
2: don't but... i don't group as much i don't i don't i don't have that like the socialization of it is a step backwards. Exactly. And, and and
1: again, you know, Champions Online doesn't do anything innovative. No. Really, when it's all said and done with.
2: I'm trying to think of anything to prove you wrong, but there's really not much. Yeah, and, and Well, the Nemesis system. That's about it. You know, even then. And that's a device for storytelling.
1: Even then, they didn't take that to where they should have. You know, they don't do that enough. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, they could... Uh, which you know, they really should have, and that was one of my major complaints is that they should have took that and ran with it, and they didn't do it enough. So, um, you know, two thousand nine opens up with just you know another MMO that follows the same conventions. It was World of Warcraft, essentially. Um, Ion, you have the same grinding. Asian grinding, which more people are, you know, finding now, is that Ion started out, oh, yes, you know, we've got, like, all these subscribers, and sure enough, <laughs> you know, it turns out to be just another MMO grind Yeah, with not enough content to satisfy, you know, you even get you through, you know, the, the end levels, and you end up grinding and you know people are not extremely happy with that well it's and also it's it's prettier
2: it looks great is it prettier but is it well, no it looks good to me it's it's it it looks to me like somebody took the world of warcraft engine from 2004 added some wings and easternized the models a little bit gave gave the bad guys spiky Fingers and feet, mm-hmm. but it's not. I don't think it's. I don't. I would have expected it to be a lot prettier five years later. You know, I. I don't know. It maybe. Uh, I mean, to your point, looks, though, it is very much the same. You know,
1: it looks good to me. You know, it's just. You know, unfortunately, MMOs have been suffering from. You know the same gaming conventions that they have been for years and it's just you know it's like the same quest grind oh same, yeah you know you're you're not you know you're you're sent out to kill you know ten rats or whatever and and that's pretty much it um, another game that suffers from it is fallen earth fallen earth it's a little bit more sandboxy there's no doubt about it yeah, it doesn't look nearly as good as a lot of these new MMOs that have come out, but it, but it's it's doing some It's doing some things a little bit differently. Yeah, it relies more. It relies more on crafting. Has some. Than any other game that its crafting system is, you know, fairly more in depth than a lot of the games. Yeah, I, do I mean, right you can now, build, which has been you, you know go kind crazy. of a refreshing change.
2: It has it has a cool alignment system or faction system as you want to call it, um, which is yeah. You know, I haven't played it all that much.
1: You know, I, I'm hoping that I get an opportunity to play it a little bit more, uh, maybe in the next year. But um, you know, again, it, it's another one of those games that you know it kind of falls under the same trappings. The same game development trappings, the same concepts that have been rolling around since 2004. Yeah, pretty
2: much. Yeah, I I I liked the feel of it. I just didn't. I mean, I like the uh, like the 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 props, I guess you'd call it. The environments you're in, the yeah. areas, the zones. It it looks great. It's I think just part the, part of the character problem that I
1: also have with Fallen Earth is that I always. I'm always going to end up comparing it to Fallout 3. It's hard not to. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, I played through Fallout 3. I basically christened it my my Jesus game of
2: <laughs> the decade <laughs> of
1: the, of the yeah. decade. And you know, so if I compare if I have to compare an MMO to that, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough sell. Yeah. And I don't deny that uh, You know I'm like Yeah I'm I'm totally secure In admitting that I'm going to compare it to that Even though I probably shouldn't Well you uh, can't help what you But I can't help, help it uh, And You know it's I do think That it does have a lot to offer um, I'm hoping that I get a lot More time to spend with it uh, in the next year, which I do plan on doing. Um, but it's just not you know, for me right now, I'm like, God, you know, my initial impressions are just it's like seated in my brain. Yeah. I guess.
2: Of the two thousand nine offerings, I I'm probably sticking with champions online. Well, since I'm uh since I can play it for free for life <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's
1: not free, Mark. You still paid for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but every month that comes goes by it becomes cheaper per month. Right. Um right. Ion, there's just nothing there for me to to I mean, if I want wings I can make a winged guy in in Champions Online or City of Heroes or whatever. But Fallen Earth is one that when I get a chance I wanna I wanna try and dig into that one. Um hopefully by the time I get into it some of the bugs will be Squashed and they'll have uh, Figured out how to make the characters Move a little bit more Realistically But there's a lot there that I Played in the From what I played in the beta that I did like And I did like The the direction they're headed with it The sandboxy nature the Like you alluded to the crafting I mean you can build a car I mean you can mm-hmm, build mm-hmm. A car piece by piece Component by component It's not like you're just building a, you know, you're just you're not converting three leather scraps into one piece of leather or something. You know, it's pretty cool, and uh, I liked the way that the the dialogue thing they had for the beginning went with all the clones and all that stuff. It was pretty kind of pretty good way to launch you into it. Um, So that one's exciting for me. Two thousand ten will bring us. A whole slew of other games to make these seem irrelevant, though, so...
1: Perhaps. You know, I'm just... You know, I I look back on the decade... And it just kind of depresses me
2: personally.
1: (laughs) It really (laughs) does. I mean, if you look back on it, there's like a few games out there that really just... You know... Changed my gaming life, I guess... You know, I guess it started out with Dark Age of Camelot. Um, And then I look at City Heroes and, you know, things that they did with that. And and that was all well and good. And then I lost myself in World of Warcraft, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people did. And then, you know, of course, I, you know, it was like a while between World of Warcraft and... Honestly some of the games in Two thousand and seven. <laughs> Two thousand and seven I think, which is pretty much what broke me altogether. Hellgate uh, London? No. Tabularasa? Yeah. yeah, you're talking Vanguard. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Um uh, yeah, it's just I think that was the
2: Wow, that's a really shitty year, except for the Lord of the Rings yeah, as far as
1: You know, looking back on it. You know, I want to stay positive about the decade in MMOs, but yet I can't.
2: No, I think it's a pretty positive decade.
1: I don't know, You know, World
2: of Warcraft took the number of players from the hundreds of thousands to the millions, made it pop-culturally relative.
1: Call call me the the cynic, but, (laughs) man, you know, you just look at all the the horrible failures. Yeah, but... And you know, you know you, yeah, you're gonna get that gem every once in a while. But
2: but look wow. at look at if we were if we were doing a podcast about restaurants. I mean, the <laughs> failure <laughs> rate of a restaurant's like it's true. astronomically higher it's than really it is for point. an MMO. It's um, a good point. So you know, if, when you look at this list, the ones that have failed are, you know, there's a percentage there. The ones that have made it in that they're stable with a you know, a slowly shrinking player base isn't too bad. You look at a few exceptions like world of Warcraft and Eve online where you're like, I mean, those are so different. I mean, those two games, one is like so intellectual and all consuming. The other is like, we're just constantly making world of Warcraft more casual. You know, it's like, you know, they're, they're very different, but both successful in this world. And then you look at the three newest ones and you're like wow, one mm. is one is like like Fallen Earth definitely is in a category with Eve Online where it's like you know, they're just like, fuck it, we're gonna make a game that's complicated and and well, cool you know, and
1: we forgot to mention Darkfall. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna mention that too. On top of all that. The ult- I mean- Yeah,
2: the fantasy Eve Online which you no, know, I don't know. What, I haven't followed that one closely, so I don't know what the... Mean Darkfall is trying to do the same thing there. Yeah, so maybe you could group those three together. Um, Ion, you know, they're just like... That's just NCSoft's, like, trying to be Blizzard attempt, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I don't find it to be a depressing <clears throat> decade. I think it's progress. <laughs> But it's Progress. it's like it, it's on parallel with our space program, where it's like, <laughs> you know, when we first played Ultima Online, didn't you? If you would thought like in the year 2010, didn't you think that by then it'd all be virtual reality, and the game would like follow the instructions from your mind, and you know, <laughs> you know, it'd be like this, this, perhaps, you know, you'd be like suspended somewhere in this this gaming room in your house you know where you'd be controlling it all with and you know much like our space program in in 1969 after after we allegedly went to the moon you would have thought that mars wasn't going to be too far after and here we are in 2010 and we we barely can get you know beyond our orbit now we got to launch we have we shit falling like out a, of the sky a
1: we got to launch a probe with a balloon attachment to the end of it just to make it land properly. Yeah,
2: it's like, you know, it it seems you can't like figure
1: out any other f- forms of propulsion to get us where we need to go.
2: Yeah, there's they're talking about solar sails now. Like, wow. But yeah, you know, I I I guess if you look at it, you could say, "Hey, you know, shouldn't we be a little bit farther beyond this?" I mean, I mean, certainly the guys that made made the early muds are probably going Jesus Christ you know <laughs> this is as far as you could take this it is as far- <laughs> I made Daiku mud and this is where you are now <laughs> I mean I don't know but it's been fun I when I look back at the last 10 years I, I don't really uh, regret any time sunk into these various games even Asheron's Call 2 <laughs> it's an absolute waste I have to say, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that silly game. <laughs> World of Warcraft would be the one I've probably spent the most time on. And, you know, I don't regret it. Made some good friends, had some fun. And I guess in the end, that's really all that matters. Yep. It is all, of,
1: after all, a pastime, right? That's right. Um, anyway, we thank you for joining us on this Journey through the decade of MMOs. In our next episode, totally rambled on a little bit too much about it.
2: Yeah, in but... our our next episode, we'll talk about 1940s gaming <laughs> with sticks. Get into peenuckle. knuckle we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. I love that game of Tiddlywinks we just had, Mark. Or maybe we'll we'll get into like the year 10,000 BC, where you know it was like, how many human heads can you hit with a <laughs> stick? But <laughs> <laughs> if you kill your foe, you eat your foe. We'll be stronger. Uh, yeah, yes. thanks for our thanks for suffering through our retrospective. Next next week, we'll have Noah, so things will be much. Better paced. <laughs> would <will> be better. <laughs> he is a taskmaster. He makes the words go. He makes things go. He says cut when it needs to happen. <laughs> Indeed. If if you have any comments or suggestions or observations you're still
1: awake after us If you're still, or, if you're still with
2: us, please send email to mail at channelmassive dot com or you can you can tweet us at twitter.com slash channel massive indeed any other form of communication will be highly frowned upon (laughs) no doubt and we bid you adieu Daddy, what's it gonna be like in the year
0: 2000? Well, sweetheart, for your sake, I hope it'll be all peaches and cream, but I'm afraid the end time is near, the cataclysmic apocalypse referred to in the scriptures of every holy book known to mankind. It will be an era fraught with boundless greed and corruption, where global monetary systems disintegrate, leaving brother to kill brother for a grain of overcooked rice. The nations of the civilized world will collapse under the oppressive weight of parasitic political conspiracies which remove all hope and optimism from their once faithful citizens. Around the globe, generations of polluters will be punished for their sins, unshielded by the ozone layer they have successfully depleted, left to bake in the searing naked rays of light. Wholesale assassinations serve to destabilize every remaining government, leaving the starving and wicked to fend for themselves. Bloodthirsty, renegade cyborgs created by tax-dodging corporations wreak havoc. Pissed-off androids tired of being slaves to a godless and gutless System, where the rich get richer and the poor get fucked over and out, unleash total worldwide destruction by means of nuclear holocaust, annihilating the terrified masses, leaving in its tortuous wake nothing but vicious, cannibalistic, mutated, radiated, and horribly disfigured hordes of satanic killers, bent on revenge, but against whom there are so few left alive. Starvation reigns supreme, forcing unlucky survivors to eat anything and anyone in their path. Massive earthquakes crack the planet's crust like a hollow eggshell, causing unending volcanic eruptions. The creatures of the Seven Seas, unable to escape to certain death upon land, boil in their liquid prison. Disease encircles the Earth, plagues and viruses with no known cause or cure, laying waste to whatever draws breath, and humankind, having proven itself to be nothing more than a race of ruthless scavengers, fall victim to merciless attack at the hands of interplanetary. Alien tribes who seek to conquer our charred remains. This is Extinction Level Event, the final world front, and there is only one year
2: left. Wow, that's cool. I can't hardly wait.
0: You don't have to, because here it is. Because here it is. Because here it is.